0: Conversations with Leaders is a podcast focused on the intersection of business and technology. In this episode, AWS Enterprise strategist Chris Hennessy is joined by Nathan Gill, Chief Product Officer of EPOS Now, to discuss using technology to help customers innovate and solve challenges. Hi, my name is
1: Chris Hennessy, and I'm an enterprise strategist at Amazon Web Services. I'm really excited to be here today uh, to talk to Nathan about what's happening uh, within the organization they're driving and the ways in which they're supporting their customers. Um, I've been with AWS for two years. and really excited to engage and share insights about uh, what's happening uh, within this business. So I'll turn it over to you, Nathan, to introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, Chris, thanks very much for having me. My name is... Uh... Nathan Gill, I'm the Chief Product Product Officer at EPOS Now. Um, we um, help hospitality retail and service SMBs uh, across the globe, uh, manage their business and their customers and their products and, and their financial transactions. Uh, we're based in the UK, but we have offices um, in eight different countries, and I'm excited to be here with you today.
1: Great, such a pleasure. Um, I'd love to dive right in and get your insights given your vast experience. Um, as you know, um, a lot of small businesses are facing challenges a- across the globe. I'd love to hear from you. Um, how are they using technology and financial service products to improve data and scale their efforts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a super timely question. Um, you know, we, we obviously spend a lot of time with our customers, and I think now more than ever, um, they're being challenged with labor shortages, uh, cash flow issues, uh, rising costs across the board. Uh, changing customer behaviors. And um, and for them, um, it, it's really important that um, they have uh, a technology provider that can help them sort of navigate all of those challenges. And um, what we're trying to do and empower our customers to do is to use the data that we have on their businesses to help them make faster, more informed, automated decisions. And um, you know, these folks are, they're time starved, they're, they're, they're managing their staff, they're managing their inventory, they're dealing with customers. Uh, they don't have a lot of time to kind of spend in the back office, analyzing the trends of their business and making, making decisions about how best to grow their business. And so, um, we utilize data and our technology and our platform to help them find those nuggets that will help them improve the profitability of their business, that will help them improve the cash flow, that will help them optimize their staff scheduling, that will help them think about another channel that they can be using to source additional customers, that can help them think about how to grow their existing customer relationships. We try to have the technology do the hard work and 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 let them, you know, just make the decision, is that something I want to, you know, provision or not um, in real time through the click of a button. Um, and that's, that's really the benefit that, that that we've seen of, of one being a cloud-based platform provider, but two, having um, just a, a tremendous amount of insight into how these businesses operate, all aspects of the business helps us to, I think, you know, help them make good, informed, fast decisions.
1: It's so good to hear. Um, I know you've kind of grown from a point of sale, UK-based software company to now, um, a full platform financial service company uh, serving multiple um, countries. How has that transition been, and what has the journey been like inside of your organization?
2: Yeah, so I think we were fortunate enough that um, you know point of sale has obviously been around for some time. Epos now was started just over ten years ago, and the the, the software was built in the cloud from day one. It's been it's been really helpful, kind of. Coming into the role that I have with the company and being able to take advantage of of that cloud first architecture, it's obviously very different than you know trying to transform a legacy uh, software product that was built to be offline and bring it online. And so, and and so really for us, it's just been um, you know we've got over fifty thousand customers with over sixty thousand locations um, across. 18 different countries, and and you know the businesses of the scale at this point that that we have so much data um, at our disposal, and it's really been about thinking about how we scale that and how we leverage that data to introduce new products and services um, at a fast enough pace that we're keeping up with our customers. It's been more about the the scalability, the speed, the security. Um, that's required for us to operate as a global platform for pro- provider of a really what is a mission critical service to our customers.
1: Yeah, you hit on so many great points there. So, being a cloud first software organization, um, you know, what what role does agility play in terms of delivering features or capabilities for your customers? Um, and as you've gone through tremendous growth, has your culture in the organization changed as you've been growing and supporting all the customers uh, that you have?
2: It's actually been a lot of fun, the journey for a lot of the folks in the organization, because, you know, it's one thing to provide uh, management tools and and the reporting. But actually, when you begin taking responsibility for the funds of your customers, it's another layer of responsibility. Um, And so that's allowed us to get closer to our customers to understand more of the problems that keep them up at night, as well as uh, been able to unlock a series of solutions to help them improve their business that we wouldn't be able to without actually you know, starting to provide financial services to these customers. Uh, and so I, th- I think from that perspective, the, the journey has been a really good one. I would say that the challenge for us has actually not been on the cloud side. That's been our strategic advantage. We move very quickly. Uh, we you know, develop and release products very quickly. We get them in the hands of our customers very quickly so we can get feedback and then scale from there. And that's actually been at the heart of some of the more complex issues that we're solving, which is how do we sort of manage the ability to conduct a financial transaction when you're not in a live environment where that uh, transaction can get authorized, for example. And how do, you, how do you handle the security and the liability and the risk around that? Um, that's, that's where we've been spending an inordinate amount of time, but the, you know, the, the value for our customer to be able to operate in any mode is, is super important for the continuity of their business and their customer service.
1: Yeah, that sounds very challenging uh, given the varying uh, circumstances that retailers and customers may be in. I'd be interested to hear from you uh, with the mission and focus of your company, but also the growing headwinds across many uh, small businesses that exist who would be your customers. Like, How do you manage uh, the dynamics within your workforce um, as your uh, the challenges may exist for your customers? What are the ways by which you're supporting them uh, in inter- internally?
2: Yeah, well, I think... You know, first of all, with our team, um, it's important that, you know, it's clear what our mission is and, and that everybody kind of understands our customers' mission. And and in a way, it makes our jobs pretty easy because we recognize that these are, a lot of our customers are entrepreneurs. They're, they're pursuing a dream or a passion um, and, um, you know, they're giving it all they've got um, in order to be successful. Our technology, the work that we do is helping them to be successful. And if we do our job really well, um, you know, we can take an industry, which is SMBs, which has a pretty high failure rate, and we can dramatically increase the likelihood of our customers surviving and thriving if we're really, really good at what we do. And that's, you know, our employee base every day when they come in, that's how that's how they're thinking about this stuff. This isn't just a job. This is this is supporting a thriving global ecosystem of small and medium-sized businesses that rely on us to manage and grow their businesses.
1: I'd love to hear from you if there's maybe a customer story or a customer journey that made an impact on you um, and maybe share a little bit of insight on that.
2: Well, I think that, you know, some of the most recent customer journeys that we've seen that we're pretty proud of um, have to do with customers that um you know, have been using our product for all aspects of their business um, and and have just started to use some of our our financial products. We've created a series of financial products that help our customers um, and they provision them in the way that they do business. So, for instance, um, when they are ordering inventory, um, they can choose right then and there um, to receive a cash advance to help them fund that inventory And the payment of that cash advance just comes out as part of their their daily payouts uh, from their sales. Uh, They don't have to go through an arduous application process. They don't have to worry about if they get approved or not. Uh, It's literally one-click provisioning. Um, The cash is in their account and they can use it as as they like. Um, uh, In in terms of improving the timeliness of cash flow, um, they can select to have uh, their sales paid out the exact same day. They can uh, choose to have those payouts occur uh, intraday. Um, all of that is available so that we can really you know, uh, fine tune the speed at which they have this cash available to them. Uh, in terms of um, spending on everyday business goods, we have a card available and an app available uh, that rewards them based on how they're spending. And again, all of that's available sort of turnkey uh, without a long process and, and the reporting for all of this. Is displayed in a single set of reports. They're not having to log into multiple providers' uh, back offices or portals and try and reconcile information. They just have to run their business and not think about uh, having a number of different uh, suppliers of different financial products.
1: Yeah, I, I can see the focus on customer obsession um, in your organization just from your answers, uh, but also just making things simple and easy and providing automated solutions is right at the heart of this. My understanding is you've built uh, um, a new finance platform uh, using AWS. Tell me a little bit more about that product. Maybe you've mentioned about that already. And what value is it providing to your customers?
2: Yeah. I mean, the value it's providing one, it's, um, you know, I would say the foundation of it is that we created a payment product, um, that is integrated into the way that they do business. And so, um, they're not having to rely on, um, third-party payment providers that are not integrated into the, their, their customers checkout process or point of sale process. So, All of the payments just feels like part of that checkout process at at the end of the year when they need to file their taxes. It's the click of a button. Uh, So having all that data on platform uh, really simplifies their life. Um, Beyond the payments, um, we have uh, a capital product that we make available to customers. That capital product is available throughout the product on demand 24-7, and they can choose how to utilize that. Uh, we have bank accounts um, that are built for retail, hospitality, and appointment-oriented businesses uh, where their uh, 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 sales can go directly into that bank account. Um, they have full visibility. They can they have uh, the ability to reconcile across all transactions. Uh, and then we have an issuing product that is attached to that as well so that their funds that are deposited in the same day can get spent either through the issuing product or through fund transfer, and they're doing all of this on a single platform that's built for them from the ground up. And and so the, the feedback that we've had from customers when they compare the alternative, uh, whether they're an existing business that already had a patchwork of providers and they're consolidating that down to one, or it's a new business that's looking to just get up and running quickly without a lot of friction and without having to go through the long wait times or arduous documentation processes with more traditional financial institutions, uh, the feedback has been been phenomenal.
0: That's great. Uh, It's great to hear. We hope you're enjoying this discussion. To join the conversation and engage with other business leaders on these topics, follow us on LinkedIn at AWS Executive Connection. Some of the,
1: the themes I hear from customers, um, uh, there, there's always this need to continue to build new functions and features and capabilities given customers' needs and working backwards from that. I'd love to get any advice from you uh, that you would give to other organizations as they're looking to modernize and always kind of reimagine their business. What advice do you have based on your, your work experience?
2: The first thing is um, don't get too caught up with, whether or not a partner might be competitive with you. Um, You know, we've got, um, you know, we work really hard to deliver great software for our customers, but the reality is that we haven't necessarily solved every functional requirement that they have. Um, We haven't haven't solved every use case. Um, But what we do want to make sure is that if we haven't done it, that we make available to a partner that may have done it um, so that they can easily integrate into our platform and our customers can take advantage of that. Our view is if we provide a platform that solves as much functionality as our customer needs, then everybody's going to win at the end of the day. And that's much more important uh, than trying to eke out um, every, every uh, uh, dollar of revenue that we can for a given service. Number two, um, I would say is, you know it's really important to kind of lean in and, and, and move quickly and, and, and pick a path and start going down that path. Um, We've made some fundamental decisions that have transformed our business over the last 18 months. And it's easy to get caught up with trying to pick that perfect path and trying to come up with that perfect strategy. But oftentimes, going down the path, as long as you make sure that you've got really great partners that you're working with, just starting down the path, uh, you wind up in a much better place. I think um, you know the sooner you can actually get into production with your new idea or your new product or your new feature and actually get it in the hands of customers, uh, the the further you will, uh, the further down the path you'll be in. So it's really important to just go out there, break stuff, uh, release new services, get the feedback, and keep on moving. And you know you're not going to make all the perfect decisions, but you're going to end up in a better place if 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 you uh, if if you don't drag your feet. I love the
1: sense of openness uh, that that first point comes across on. Uh, I think that's definitely a great valuable lesson and, and the iterative nature that you just spoke about in terms of taking action, learning and having a good mechanism to always uh, integrate that feedback in is great, great advice. I know one of the challenges for me is there's a constant evolving environment around new technology and new capabilities and trying to stay up to date with that latest. I'd be interested in you, given the role you have inside of your organization, how do you stay up up to date with the latest uh, things that are affecting your customers and also your team.
2: First off, you know, I, I try to make sure that you know as I'm recruiting folks onto my team, I really like curiosity. I find that folks that are are, are genuinely curious about new technology, new products, new services uh, ultimately bring the greatest benefit to our organization. And so, you know, personally. That's the way I operate. I, you know, when I buy a new phone, I get as much memory as possible because I download as many apps as I can. Um, and, and, and that's generally how I <laughs> begin to navigate the world. I think about it as a series of, of, of apps, right? And, and I want to see anything and everything that's out there that I think potentially could benefit my customer base. Um, and so I'm very much into, um, you know, touching and feeling technology, I like to go straight to demos. And then the second way is just, you know, really listening to um, the things that our partners and our customers and even our competitors are talking about, um, you know, staying on the pulse of, um, uh, of stuff that's important to them and that's that's newsworthy, um, I, I think is, is pretty important. And, you know, I think I feel like we've chosen our partners pretty well and we've got really great relationships. And so there's uh, some wonderful collaboration that takes place there. Um, that is helpful for 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 all of us, and and I think there's a lot of learning that that, that takes place there as well.
1: That's great, and you're challenging my thinking because I have a more of a technical financial side, and I always buy the cheapest amount of memory uh, because I don't want to pay for that incremental. But you've challenged you've challenged my thinking uh, in terms of having to always uh, govern and manage. But the the creative element of immersing yourself is, is a great one. I know uh, another way for me, I love the ideas and the curiosity, totally agree, Um Uh, I've really gotten into finding a little bit more up-to-date current technical podcasts uh, that I can, as I travel and commute, trying to stay as informed as possible. Um, Some topics are a little bit beyond uh, uh, me uh, on the technical side, but I think that immersion idea that you have and that curiosity is a great attribute, um, not only for people you're recruiting, but also for um, uh, people you surround yourself with uh, so that you're learning and constantly growing. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, We should should compare podcast yeah. list after this. <laughs> yeah, got some good suggestions for for the listeners. So one of the challenges that tends to come up as I talk to especially non-technical leaders um, is how do they kind of continue to improve their technical fluency? Some will stay away from thinking about this. Uh, there's also a lot of large enterprises have split IT and product organizations, and they may not be integrating in, you know, as much and operating as much in, a, in an agile way. Um, given all the experience you have, uh, I'd love any guidance and advice you would have
2: um, for uh, non-technical uh, leadership. I think it's really simple: spend time with you know, the technical folks within your organization. Uh, I I really thoroughly enjoy spending time with our engineering organization. Um, I like going really deep with them, and I'm you know not nearly as fluent as as they are in all aspects of it. But I find every meeting, every discussion I have about uh, figuring out how we can solve a customer problem through technology, uh, I walk away from that conversation knowing more, and 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 really am able to leverage a lot of those conversations as I just think about, you know, moving forward, new products and services, you know, what what's technically feasible and what's not.
1: That's great advice. And I loved it. You could integrate it with what you mentioned earlier, which is on the demo side internally, as they're building new features. I know developers get very excited about what they're building. Maybe integrate yourself, like you just mentioned, and that time you're spending is not just ad hoc time, but you can kind of integrate with where where they're already working and engaging
2: um, is a great idea, combining your two ideas you know, the one other thing I would say on that is because've I've done like a lot of enterprise software. Um, uh, I've done a little bit of consumer stuff and now uh, it's it's obviously more SMB focused. One thing I will say on the enterprise side of things, large enterprises are typically thinking a little bit further out um, and they do probably are, they're able to spend more time thinking through innovation. Um, but what I find is that the, the, the timelines to deliver that with some of the more enterprise type uh, companies is longer. Um, and th- this is, you know, a- as I've really been able to spend a lot more time in the SMB segment of the market, it wasn't something that I appreciated fully. But I may not be able to spend as much time talking with our customers about innovation because they may not have as much time or bandwidth or, or bench strength within their team to be thinking about it. But what we are able to do is actually roll out innovation to these customers a lot more quickly because they're a lot less worried that things are going to break or that it's going to disrupt some internal process or internal function that they have. They just want a new product or service delivered quickly. Um, And so uh, I, I think from that perspective, it's been a lot of fun operating in this SMB environment.
1: Yeah, there's a mission critical element that you've mentioned, and I'm, I'm imagining a scenario where if I was in a store wanting to get a product and the point of sale software wasn't working, how challenging that could be, not only in the moment but also from a brand loyalty uh, on a long term standpoint for that organization. So, uh, I can I can imagine inside the company the sense of urgency and the pace. Uh, But also, to your point, the resiliency required, and I can't even fathom all of the the things you all consider and the ways you support your customers and you probably have some great stories of you know crazy circumstances that have happened for customers and the ways in which you you all. Um, kind of were there in you know providing technology that was resilient and that enabled uh, kind of failovers and running offline and i'm assuming there's a lot of other scenarios so really inspiring to hear the ways in which you, you and your organization are supporting um, uh, retail and hospitality organizations um, but i know me as a consumer um, the value that point of sale plays in terms of uh, personalization as well as just great experience um, a seamless experience and it's exciting to hear all the great things happening. And, and you all are providing uh, Apis now uh, for uh, your customers.
2: Yeah, no, thanks very much. And, and I will say it's, you know, it's funny w- when you're operating in a purely sort of online manner and you're developing, for instance, an application for mobile devices or even browser-based, there's a lot of things that you don't have to think about. But when you're developing products and services that are being used in physical environments It's amazing how much more you need to think about because like even geographically, right? Like a retail or hospitality environment in the U S and the type of connectivity that you have is very different than for instance, uh, a, a similar type of business in Europe or in Asia and each environment, each geography tends to represent its own, you know, opportunities and challenges. And so um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that's also quite a bit of fun is, is putting yourself in the environment of these customers and understanding some of the constraints that they have um, and building technology that's sort of adaptable for their environment.
1: As someone that loves podcasts, and especially this podcast, um, I really appreciate, Nathan, your time specifically sharing your perspective around your organization and the way in which you're serving customers, but also your personal perspective around advice you would give to other executives. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom. uh, But also, I know you've challenged some of my thinking of the ways in which I need to listen and learn and continue to get educated around the advancements in technology.
2: Thanks, Chris. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, I can tell you that my CFO is going to be jealous because him and I can't have these types of conversations. So it's been a lot of fun having this conversation with you. So really, really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Conversations with Leaders, brought to you by AWS Executive Insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us spread the word and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Visit aws.amazon.com slash executive insights for more on these topics.